up everybody this is gratitude unfiltered i am your host joshua t berglund it's good to see you guys tonight hope everyone's doing well happy friday um i'm to be honest with you i have zip, i have nothing prepared nothing um today has been a day i i don't know what i'm going to talk about but it's literally going to come out of the top of my head so like holy spirit speak through me say what i need to say like whatever you want me to say So I have nothing planned. And the reason why, there's no excuse for it, but I did a show this morning, which I normally don't do. And the reason why I don't do morning shows anymore is because my quiet time is so important to me that if I don't do the same, like I, I mix it up, but like I, it's a very, there is a certain pattern to what I do every single morning that really, really, really matters. And it's my, how I put on armor. It's how I protect myself. It's how I, it, it's how I stay on the path that I'm supposed to be on. It's, it's everything. And I had this amazing night last night where, you know, and like we spent a lot of time with God, had a lot of just really cool things happen. Well, I may talk about, but I got off my routine this morning because I slept. I felt so good sleeping. I was so relaxed and I didn't get a chance to do my quiet time before I did the show. And since then, I have been frazzled. The way I've dealt with people today has been, Jody, please forgive me because I was a butthead. I've been trying to get back into all day long, trying to get back to God, get back to God, get back to God, get back to like in my body, um, I reached out to a friend that is very familiar with my dark passenger. She has one too. And just like, it's like, I'm, I just want to make my brain explode. I want, like, there's an energy that is, is rough today and it's what it's anxiety and, and it's, but it's something in it. It's tough, right? <laughs> like I'm just, I'm not in a good place. And it just, all I can think about is all I did was miss one quiet time or it was like, I just missed, like when I say I missed it, like I did a couple things, you know, but I didn't take my quiet. I didn't take that time serious. I didn't treasure it. I didn't honor it. And my day has come at me funny. And <laughs> Uh, and like how, like, and I've been off all day and the way that I've handled situations has been off all day. And it's like, wow, a quiet time is that important. And I've said over and over, like 98% doesn't work for me. I have to be all in. I have to be committed. 100% I have to be committed. Because if I'm not, it, it, it's amazing how less, like how, how poor I deal with things and like, I'm curious, like how, like how many of you right now that are listening, uh, Jessica, what's up, Veronica, good to see you, Susan, good to see you. Like how many of you have a morning routine? Like, what do you guys do in your morning routine and how important is it to you? And then the next question to that, 
how if if you don't do it like how do how are you like how are you showing up in the world if you you know like if say you miss your morning routine like you have a morning time where whether it's meditation whether it's reading your bible whether it's writing whether it's reading praying uh, whatever like mine is all of that and then goes into going to the the gym too and that's part of it but man i have been so off today and like i've, I've been feeling reckless so and I never really got to go do prepare what I wanted to prepare. And I've been reading this amazing book called A Life Beyond Amazing. And I wanted to talk to you about, like what I wanted to talk about today was do, don't even think about quitting. Like this is what I want to talk about. I never get to it. It came up a couple times last night, you know, talking about the hardships that we go through. Yeah, Lisa, that's amazing. I, there you go. So my quiet times, I'm not kidding, are three and four hours long. I, I, I had like 20 minutes today. I, and I know some of you are like, how do you do that? Remember, I don't work. I just help people. That's all I do. And I mean, I do little odd things here and there and I've got a product coming out, but like I don't really work. So I get to spend time with God and it like it's three to four hours in the morning, not to count what happens after the show and stuff like that. That matters to me. So I had gave God like 20 minutes today and it wasn't the, the same. It, my whole day wasn't the same. And that's the point of this. Uh, 5 a.m. Yeah, that's a great time. Angry, angry, frustrated, unmotivated when things don't start correctly. Yes. Avoid beating yourself up for it. It's just showing how important it is. It is important. It is important. But I got to tell you something. Veronica, like I've been on edge all day. You've seen me, you know me well enough that you've seen me when like, I'm just like, like losing it. And that, that bad energy, when we first met, I made you cry just you being around me because you could feel my energy. That, and then the making your hands sweat, that was kind of fun too. Um, but like I, 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 that's the point. Like I'm not beating myself up for it, but it is so important. And like I'm curious, like how many of you struggle? How important is how important is your morning routine or quiet time to you? For me, it's everything. So I wanted to I wanted to talk about this, but I'm not prepared. I have no notes, so I'm going to read this to you. But it's don't even think about quitting, and then we'll just talk about it maybe because I think it'll help. Because I saw something in here. That kind of made it that hit home for me because I know a lot of us are starting to go for it. We're starting to swing for the fences. We're wanting to, you know, we have a big goal and we're working on something, and it sometimes gets frustrating. Like, and, and sometimes obstacles come at us. Like, do I have anything left? Do I really want to do this? And so I think that a lot of us are probably we're at this place. We've been there, or maybe we're going into a really challenging situation where we think about quitting. And that could be sobriety too. You know, some of you, like I, I just recently, I told you guys, I was really, really, really close to making a phone call that would have sent me down a, a really dark path. Ironically, this bad energy that I have, like right now that I'm fighting through, is not the same energy, but I still, it's still a nasty feeling like this. Ah. 
So that's kind of why I still came on to do the show because I knew that if I at least talked about it, you guys are so wonderful about helping work through stuff. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Sumchan. Hope you're enjoying your trip. Um, it's like, I, you know, it's always fun to talk to you guys about that kind of stuff because you all have similar experiences and that's part of the fun of Gratitude Unfiltered and especially for the new audiences. Um, so happy. Like this show, the one I'm talking on now, will actually be on Amazon and Hulu and Roku and all this stuff. So this madness nonsense is going to be on your smart TVs. Pretty excited about that. And an app too, the new Amazon Fire app, the show's going to be on. Uh, so I'm excited about that. But so for the new audience, this is how this show works. The show's not me, it's everybody. And you can join the conversation live on Facebook and we all talk and people, you know, share stories. They talk about their overcoming, their trials or tribulations. People pray for each other. People network here. By the way, plug your nonprofits. If, you're, if you have a nonprofit that you care about, you want to raise money for, you have a business website, you have a page, you have a podcast, you guys plug the stuff in the comments and you guys network with each other. Anyway, yes, and get present, Lisa. You're right. Sometimes I've been breathing into my body and trying to like get rooted for hours. And every time I start doing it, my phone rings. <laughs> and I currently do not have the self-discipline enough to ignore my phone. Oh, what are they gonna do when they put it in our brains? Like they just like, just glue it right, right here. Anyway, so don't even think about quitting. Endurance requires a strong sense of resolve. We have to make up our minds that we will not falter or give up. Hebrews 12.1, I love the book, Hebrews. It's so good. Like, even if you don't believe in Jesus, the book of Hebrews is amazing. Hebrews 12.1 puts it this way. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The phrase let us occurs 13 times in Hebrews, and it speaks to our choices. Yes, God helps us. And he can never do it without, and we can never do it without his grace. But we have a part two. Um, when you get into a tight place and everything goes against you till it seems as though you couldn't hang on a minute longer, never give up then, for that's just the place in time that the title turn. Grit is a book written by an amazing writer named Angela Duckworth, drawing on her own powerful story as the daughter of a scientist who frequently noted her lack of genius. Duckworth, now celebrated research and professor, describes her early eye-opening stints in teaching, business consulting and neuroscience, which led to the hypothesis that really drives success is not genius, but a unique combination of passion and long-term perseverance. Here's the thing. Endurance is something that you build up towards, right? And I, one of the things that I think is really, really important, it's great to train, it's great to work, it's great to spend time with God, it's great to surrender, it's great to let go of God, it's great to forgive, it's great to, it's great to uh, let go of resentments, it's great to let go of anger, all of that is wonderful. But the biggest part of endurance to me that matters that no one talks about enough is rest. Rest. Rest is so crucial to building your endurance. And to me, 
resting and surrender go hand in hand or it's they're, they're not the same thing, but they're part of each other. And, but rest is so powerful, especially for those of you who are warriors, Jessica, warrior, Zen, uh, Zen Fu is a warrior. Barbara is a warrior. I don't, at least I don't know you. <laughs> Jennifer, you're a warrior. Like Sum Chan, warrior. Uh, Julie, I don't know. I don't know you. Veronica, warrior. And I listen, I'm, I'm assuming most of you on here are. You're in meaning that you guys are the people that you're, you're the, the, the women, the humans. Some of you are just straight out of this world, though. Um, you guys are the ones that are taking your suffering and you're using it to, to, to bless other people, to bring other people out of the shadows, to bring people into the light. You guys are doing that. Everyone's telling me to turn my phone off. <laughs> you're airplane. You're right. You're, you're right. I know. I have a, you know what? The, I guess I have a codependency on my phone. I get to schedule phone time. That's what I'm going to do from now on. Anyway, it's, of course, then again, I get overwhelmed with the amount of text messages that I would have to reply to after. Like, I mean, on Facebook Messenger, I'm the worst at replying. I got to do better with that. Um, but I do love the messages. I really do. But rest is so important, I think, to, to building endurance, especially in those moments that you want to quit. Man, half the time I want to quit or half the time that I get in my head and like I get really down and maybe I want to hurt myself some way. You know what really works for me? Taking a nap. And like I know you have stuff to do and you're busy and you're 10x in your life and all that stuff. But man, you get to take a nap every once in a while. And if you need a nap, you need a nap. And Julie, I would love that. I welcome that. Um, you know what, Jessica, you're right. And you are the master of your phone schedule too, by the way. Best so you can go on, yes. Rest so you can go on. But I think that's so important. I, I, I just, because, and I'm, I'm sharing this because I was one of those people that always had to be doing something. And it was so hard for me to slow down. Now the problem is, like, I'm, I'm like that four-year-old, you know, like mothers out there and fathers, like you remember, you know, like when you have a kid and they're just, they don't know to stop. They're exhausted, they're cranky, but they're just going anyway. Like maybe they stole some Skittles and they're all high on sugar, but they're really tired. So they're a little crazy. I, I, I've been that guy where just never stopped to go, hey, it's okay to take a nap. This is a good thing, actually. But it took, I mean, until like 11 months ago after that last relapse that I finally learned that rest is good. And it, it, what it does, for me anyway, is I'm getting way more done by stopping and resting and making sure to rest or take a nap or have a day where it's just, that's, that, I think that that's important so we do have endurance so that we can continue on. Because every one of you out there, every single person that is watching this and listening to this, you were meant to do, like you, what's available for you is extraordinary. Like God's purpose for your life is extraordinary, but it's up to you to accept that assignment. Not everybody has crazy assignments either. I mean, some of them, you know, are kind of normal. 
that there's so many levels to your faith and, and what's possible for you. It's, I, I honestly believe that you can't dream big enough, especially when those dreams include wanting to bless other people's lives. And some of you have a big vision, but to, to reach that vision, it takes endurance. To be gritty is to keep putting one foot in front of the other. One step of faith every day. To be gritty is to hold fast to an interesting and purposeful goal. To be gritty is to invest day after week after year in challenging practice. To be gritty is to fall down seven times and rise eight. I love that. Um, the only thing I see, okay, one, one last thing. The only thing that I see that is distinctly different about me is I'm not afraid to die on a treadmill. I will not be outworked, period. You might have more talent than me. You might be smarter than me. You might be all of those things. You got it on me in nine categories. But if we get on a treadmill together, there's two things. You're getting off first or I'm going to die. <laughs> it's really that simple. So <laughs> the reason I wanted to read that, which is hilarious, but we all have a thing. We all have a thing. And it's ours. And not one of us is made the same. Like, I really do believe that in love, we, you know, we are, the, the, we're the same with love and we're saying how we we're meant to connect and to work together. Not these, you know, again, uh, you know, we're not divided by religion, not divided by race, not to be divided by our countries and our borders. Like we were meant to connect and to love and to work together. But like, but at the, at the um, but we are all uniquely made. And so that means we're all extraordinary. And I believe to really tap into those extraordinary gifts and that thing that makes you unique and that thing that makes you special, that truly be able to tap into that is you get to be true to you and who you are and love who you are. All of those quirks, all of those scars, those acne scars or those, those, the, 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 the um, uh, what's, what's, I'm trying to, th I've got ugly feet. <laughs> I've got really, I've got really ugly feet and a hairy back and a hairy chest too. But like, and I don't really like all of it, you know, cause I look like, you know, a freaking ape. I, I don't necessarily, I look like George the Animal Steel now that I'm bald. But the point is, that we're all unique and we're all, we're, we're all very, very like special human beings, but the closer we are to just truly loving who we are, the more of our natural God-given gifts that we have available to us and we get to use. And it's what makes us extraordinary. Like your spiritual gifts make you extraordinary because they like, yeah, someone may have your gift, but you'll, you, 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 because you have your unique DNA, and your unique experiences and your all that, it makes it kind of special. And it makes it, you know, it makes, it means that it's like, you're gonna be able to like change someone's life with that gift. Because maybe you're the one that is able to say something to somebody or you're, you're, you're able to share your experience or whatever it may be. But because of your uniqueness and your truth, 
the only there, it very well may be that you're the only person on a planet that is meant to be able to help that person. Like that's a possibility. Like there's so many crazy things that come through truth and, 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 and there's so many crazy things through using your gifts for other people. Because the more you use it, the more you grow into it. And then you start to realize that you're developing other gifts. And I know that some of you are going, what in the heck are you talking about? I want to make this so perfectly clear. I believe with all my heart that we're all given gifts, that like we're all born with them. But in my experience, the closer I've gotten to Christ and, and the more of a relationship that I have with him, the more that I seek him, the more of that gift that becomes available and then the more the gift grows and the bigger the impact it has. Now, I can't speak about other faiths, other religions. I cannot. I can only speak that, and, I, and this is why I believe it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that you're able to tap into these gifts. And it's actually the Holy Spirit um, empowering those gifts for you to be able to transform people's lives, even heal. It's all in the Bible. I'm seeing it happen. It's impossible for me not to believe. Actually, let me take that back. It's impossible for me not to know because I'm seeing it. I'm experiencing it. I see God show up in my life in ways that saving me from relapses and saving me from making the phone call that could derail everything I've worked so hard for. But what's really cool is when God will tell you something for someone else and you watch it completely change their life. Or because it helps them understand that God is very, very real. And God really, really loves you. He really loves you. And it's cool to be able to say something to somebody, like you get a word and you're able to say it to somebody and it changes, like it, it, it makes them go, oh, it, maybe it's confirmation. Maybe it helps them not, maybe, maybe that word helps them not make the phone call to cancel a meeting that changes your life. And then, you know, you end up going to a different kind of meeting, the one that ends your life. That's cool to experience. And I, it, with everything in me, I wish somebody would have told me when I was younger that a relationship with Jesus was something that was actually kind of cool. Because they're like, you know, oh, he's a Jesus kid. Oh, he's a Jesus freak. Oh, he's a Bible banger. Like, how many of you have heard that? And it's like, oh, I'm not one of those Jesus freaks. Right? And then <laughs> it's, I'm not one of those people. Yeah. It, it, I didn't want to be one of those people that I, that I grew up in the church with. 
Well, I mean, actually, I was just trying to fit in anywhere I could. Who am I kidding? But I mean, like the whole religion thing was, and high fiving God, exactly right. Yes. Um, <laughs> now I lost my train of thought. I saw your comment, uh, Kim Jones. Yeah. It's like I have a new testimony every week. It's like it's getting exhausting. Anyway, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, but the way that religion has 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 taught talked about Jesus or even God is not really honest. And I think the only way to really know truth is to have your own personal relationship. Yes, it's great to be in fellowship with other people that you can, you know, communicate with and you share beliefs with and you can learn and you can challenge each other. You can go deeper. Because I'm telling you, there are just there's a depth. Do you know that in the opening line of the Bible that it talks about Jesus? Yes, I'm talking about Genesis before the New Testament. Like the Hebrew translation of that, and I'm not a Hebrew expert, but I saw it. Like I've been able to like, I've had people show it to me and how it lines up. And and then, oh, by the way, this other thing too that I've learned, I told you this is going to be off the top of my head tonight. The, the, the way that animals are talked about in the Bible. Like there's a, you know, there's universal laws. Like there's the laws of uh, truth. There's the laws of giving. There's law, the law of saving. There are all these things, right? Animals have their own law, too, that we affect, and it affects us. Like, after seeing this stuff, I'm going, man, that's an argument to be a vegetarian. Holy jeez. But these animals have laws. Like, when you read about the lion, and, like, there's just so much more depth to the Bible. It is like, it's like, um, it's not what people think it is. And I don't want to call it a magic book, but the whole thing's written in code. And it lines up perfectly the way that the numbers are and the way that the numbers match from other verses that were written 400 years apart and all of this crazy stuff. It all connects. And, and only people that know like the true Hebrew, Hebrew translations like really understand this. But the code in the mysteries in the Bible lead you to a truth that no government, no religion, no nobody is is talking about and it's freedom. It's truth, it's superpowers, it's like in like you are you are a king, you're a queen. And and when you speak, there's power in your words and in the way that you speak. And when you talk negatively about money or you talk negatively about your situation, like you're putting, you're basically speaking magic into the spirit world and you're making, you're manifesting those things with your words. Like this stuff is, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And the Bible, as it continues to unlock and you see these things, it's there's just so much power and then it leads to this importance of it almost gets to this thing like okay jesus wasn't cool for me growing up because of the way that i heard about him but then 
wait a second. So like, if you have this relationship with him, you get to go deeper, deeper into truth. And you start to like all those questions about the world and how it works and why you're here and what you're doing, those answers start to come to you. And then it's like, well, why wouldn't I want to have this life? Why wouldn't I want the ability to look at painful situations and find joy in that? Why wouldn't I want that? And so Cindy just says, um, what is this? Oh, man, I was just at Walmart, missed the Walmart ministry of you. Another chance for Safeway soon. <laughs> um, Bible is a living word and it's layered. The word of God, yes, you have to understand the culture and Hebrew or Greek to learn the deeper meanings. It's not magic. It is the breath of God speaking through you. And for, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But when people say the living, the living word, people are like, whatever, dude. <laughs> or if you start reading the Bible, and I, again, I think if you ask for forgiveness um, and ask the Holy Spirit to like reveal things in the Bible, like I, I, like I, I, I know for a fact the Bible starts to unlock, but people don't understand what even unlock means. And then living word, it's like, what does that mean? It means that. By reading it and knowing it and understanding it and understanding what everything means and how it puts together. And it seems like a lifelong quest that I don't know. I wish they would just down, make an app just to spoon feed you the information. But I think the whole point of it is, is to have the spirit lead you through like navigating what he wants you to see and what they what needs to be revealed, because you may need that revelation to be able to give to someone else later. Like that's how it works. And I'm convinced because I do believe that we all have spiritual gifts. When you read the Bible, it tends to allow you to, it kind of gives you the bullets for your gift. Like you're, you know, um, you got some grenades. Like this, these are all like good, good things, right? Good grenades, good grenades that are like rainbows and unicorns. Um, bad example. But I, like, it it, it 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 just gives you it's the tools it's the fuel it's the it's the it's the food it's the nourishment and all of these words i'm saying right now i can't believe i'm saying because they're not words that i would have ever said because i'm like anyone who says that is losing their freaking mind it's like it's a book how does the book do that it's just a book it's not just a book it's not and it's taken me so long to figure that out. And again, I tried to read the Bible without the Holy Spirit. I tried to understand it. I was reading it like it was a James Patterson book, beating that joke to death now. I've, I've done this, like and none of that, like I, I didn't connect. I didn't connect when I was in jail reading the Bible going, okay, the, the, this is like none of this stuff happened. This is all ridiculous. Are you kidding me? And it wasn't until asking for forgiveness. It wasn't, or it wasn't until forgiving my father. It wasn't until compassion set in. It wasn't until asking for forgiveness. It wasn't until accepting Christ. It, it wasn't until any of that stuff that until that when I started to read the Bible, it made, started to make sense. And it's not some weird brainwashing thing it, at all. I'm not brainwashed. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, it, it's because I'm by myself for the most part. 
and I'm and I read. Like, here's the thing about me. I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those Christians that I don't like to call myself a Christian. I'm not one of those followers of Christ that I, like, only reads the Bible. I mean, I love Alan Watts. I love Vision from MindValley.com. I listen to philosophers from like the 1700s. Like I, I like to mix it up. I want different points of view because what I've noticed is I can listen to all of these like things that make so much sense. Yet I also go, yeah, but this part's missing or that part's missing. It makes a lot of sense. I really, really like that. And actually that actually makes my faith in Christ that much stronger, but I listen to opposing stuff because I want the different opinions. I don't mind being offended. I mean, I have to shield my eyes from some things, but I'm saying like, you can't offend me. You know, if you don't like my beliefs, you don't, you know, you don't like who I've been, who I am now. You don't like how I did that interview last night. You don't like those things. I look, I, 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 okay. I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a flawed man doing my best. And I, and I, and I'm, and I, and I also have this hunger because now I've seen that there's so much more available for all of us that we, than that we're tapping into. And there's people that, are hurting so bad in silence and and some of them are so used to hurting they don't even know they're hurting anymore and and every relationship's a failed relationship and it always feels like you're you know you're the victim it always feels like you're the one getting ripped off i remember god every, like those feelings they're the hopelessness the the despair the the depression the the, the letdowns the disappointments like I remember personalizing all of those things. And I swear to you, without feeding my mind with the truth and what I've learned through my relationship with Christ and, and, and learning and like in growing and taking on as much knowledge as possible, trying to learn and understand, it's only furthered my faith and it's only strengthened my desire for the truth and the truth is what I'm led to find and to see through my relationship with Christ because I have this amazing spirit that tells me where to go and whatnot. Now, I will tell you that it doesn't mean that I'm just walking around all the time and thinking, oh, yeah, the Holy Spirit's with me all the time. I feel good. I'm always happy. No, because all day today i've been on edge i didn't have my normal quiet time didn't have my normal time with god so i was just like all day you know just angry at nothing just kind of like this aggressive nasty energy all day long so it's not like i'm you know walking around floating with halos over my head i mean no i was mean to someone <laughs> tonight but it was my fault i answered the phone like I don't like unsolicited call. I like send me a text because I was focused on something, but because of my own, to be honest with you, my own um, 
it's stupid on my part, but if I'm focused on something and my phone rings or it goes off, I'm gonna look at it. And how many of us like, oh, and next thing I know, I'm looked at my phone to, to answer this text and then now I'm on Bleacher Report, I'm on Facebook and 45 minutes go by and I'm not doing what I was set down to do. And I was angry about that. That's on me. I was just being a big old freaking butthead today. So the point is, yeah, like I have this amazing relationship with Christ who keeps me like and amazing things are happening in my life and good things are happening. But guess what? I'm still a human being that's a butthead sometimes and a little cranky sometimes. Sometimes I get a little confused with stuff. And, you know, and, and I'm under spiritual attack and like, but you know, it's part of it. But the coolest part about it, I think, with anything is that when life happens, I know, and, and, and it's not something I like, or if it's a confrontation, it's an obstacle, it's um, a tragedy, if it's a failure, if it's a letdown, if it's a disappointment, like I know that it's actually going to work in my favor because that's what I know in my spirit. And this, the, it, the spirit is just not wrong. I don't believe. Jason Felix, good to see you, my man. Kim says, sometimes I get frustrated because I will go to have my time with God and be still and listen and I don't get any answers. Are you asking questions? Um, something that somebody else told me to do, and again, I think this is more for believers, but like putting on like praise music, um, it creates that a good environment for it. And that could help. I heard that last night or today and it makes sense to me. Actually, I heard it before I did the show. Good to see you, man. He who seeks shall find. Reading the Bible and researching others' experience in history puts the puzzle pieces together and allows us to discern for ourselves. Yes, absolutely. Um, I've learned that saying is true. If God brings you to it, he will bring you through it. God will not give you anything that you can't handle. Uh, what is perceived good or bad? <laughs> Very human. This word is my strength. Um, so... I just read that, Lisa. It's fantastic. I don't have it memorized. Walking in surrender in blind faith mode. I. It's a pretty good way to live. I mean, honestly, that's a good one. I go sit in nature at the beach. My worship brings there. Absolutely. So. Like I. I don't, like I told you, the show was just off the top of my head. And, you know, I wanted to talk about something. I wasn't even prepared to talk about that, you know, and it was about not giving up. But one thing that I would recommend, like when you've tried, you feel like you've tried everything, like you tried everything and you're just, you're just at that place where you want to give up. I would like to challenge you to go rest. And go lay on your bed. 
take a really deep, long inhale. Hold your breath for five seconds and just breathe all the way through your feet. And go, God, I surrender my anxiety to you over this. I surrender my worries. I surrender my fear. I surrender my doubt. I surrender it all to you. Lord, God, thy will be done. I trust you. I trust you completely. Your will be done. And close your eyes and take a nap. And I have no... I would like to challenge you to do that. Any one of you out there that right, that are listening on the podcast, the radio, listening on, or watching on Amazon or Hulu or Roku, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, in, anywhere that you are watching this right now or listening, and you're at this place where you want to quit, I'd like to challenge you to do that and just rest. And the ultimate act of surrender the ultimate act of saying, I give this to you is to go lay in bed. In fact, if your bed isn't made, have some pride, make your bed, then get in a made bed, take a deep breath, surrender it all to him. Your will be done. Thy will be done. I trust you. Give it all to him and rest. I, I, I want to, bet, I want to bet that a solution, an idea, a peace, a renewed strength, I'm willing to bet something comes to you that will make you say, thank you, God. Thank you for letting me trust you. Thank you for showing me once again that I can trust you. Now, some of you may say that that's blasphemous. I've, I've heard some people say you can't test God. I mean, I challenge that because that's how I got to know God was through challenging him. Um, God's not going to answer your prayers on your time, especially if you're praying for a helicopter and house in the hills and all that stuff. But <laughs> you may not get that prayer right away. But I, I know one thing. You surrender it. Surrender, he responds to. Because that is you finally saying, acknowledging the fact that he's really in control and you're not. Because you're not in control. You think you are. You think you're a manifest manifestation master and you know, love attraction guru. Maybe you are, but I would like to challenge you that none of your manifestations of the dreams that you want, the life that you want, the career that you want, seeing you your way through this problem, it doesn't come without surrender in my belief. Maybe I'm wrong. Yes, especially when it comes to giving. I really believe that I really believe that God is loves it when we test him with our with our finances, our sacrifices. You know, I 
you know, giving to me, I, I, and this is another thing too. Um, I think the giving is so important for all of us to do. And look, I don't care if you give to a church or not. I really don't. Cause I mean, here's, here's, here's my logic on this. I think you need to give to a, a cause that you believe in. Now, if that's a ministry, do it. Um, but if it's a cause you believe in, look, I really do believe that we should tithe, but I don't necessarily mean that, think that means tithing to a church. I think that you should give to causes that you believe in. And I definitely think that you should have a cause that you believe in. I don't want to have a repeat of last night. When you say that I will be done, feel that God's will is a good thing, not a bad thing. He wants what's best for us. He wants you to go in peace. Yes, that's so good. Do I ever feel like if you give everything over to God that you feel, geez, I'm not doing anything? Ah, I love this, Kim. This is great. Okay. You will be busier in a place of surrender. I said rest. Rest and surrender are different, but this is how it's different. Surrender, like, I want you to go rest. Like, you should rest, especially when you're stressed out. It's okay to take a 10-minute nap. It's not a big deal. But before you do that, typically when you're exhausted and stressed out, it's because you're worried about something. You have anxiety over something that really probably won't even happen. So by laying there and saying, thy will be done and surrendering all that to him, that's an act of surrender. Rest is you taking a 10-minute nap. Two different things. But you will be busier when you surrender it to God, things will come to you that will make you busy. You will also in a place of surrender where you feel like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm not in control. I'm not doing anything. Actually, you will be more in control of your life through a place of surrender than you ever were when you were trying to control your life. I promise you. Promise you. Always good to see you. Okay. God does not want us to suffer. No. But the one thing that I think that we all get to take delight in, especially believers, again, I can't speak for non-believers, can't, but what feels like suffering, the peace that you get to have in those moments is knowing that God gets to use it for his glory and his glory is to see us be one of his amazing, spectacular, wonderful children that he created. He truly wants what's best for us. I know some of you have a hard time believing that because you're going through a rough patch. But only a God. I want you guys to listen. This, 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 this matters. I hope I say this right. But see... God, all the bad things that happen in life to us, for us, however you want to phrase it, you know, somebody's being mean to us, someone cuts us off, someone cheats on us, someone breaks our heart, someone, you know, we get addicted to drugs, like those, those pains, that's from sin. God didn't give you that. That didn't come from God. That came from man and generational curses. It was all passed down, right? But what a wonderful God that we have. What an amazing God that he knew that this was going to happen. He created us to be perfect. 
And then that didn't happen, right? So sin gets introduced to the world. But God knowing this happens. What an amazing God that he created the opportunity to not only be released from all of that, but also every bad thing that had happened to us in our lives actually happened for us. The very thing that hurt us, the very thing that broke our heart actually gets to be the thing that can bless our lives the most if we choose for it to. What an amazing God that he designed it to be that way. That your pain has a purpose. To me, that's pretty rad. That's like, that's somebody having your back. That's the parent that lovingly spanks you on the butt and is genuinely sad that they had to spank you, but they hug you and tell you they love you afterwards. Not the spanking out of anger, the spanking out of love, because it's trying to, it's teaching you, it's, it's allowing you to use, you know, the experience for good. You learn from it. It creates an opportunity for you. What's up, Karen? How are you? Good to see you. He is our father. When we say we fear him, it's because we don't want to disappoint our father. And the fear is respect. The word for that is not fear to be frightened. It's respect. Last year alone, God got me through losing, God, I can't even, breast cancer and a divorce, hardest year of my life. I will never understand why, but I know someday I will. The point is he carried me through it. And here's the thing, Kim, I want to prove a point here. Someone on here that's going to watch this, whether it's right now or later today, someone is going to read this and go, oh my gosh, I lost both of my parents. And I'm really, really struggling. Can we talk? Will you talk to me? This is proof why you speak out. This is proof why you comment. Because someone out there, you didn't do it. You didn't have to jump on Facebook Live and do a whole live to discuss this. You just putting that there, right there in this little spot. Someone is going to see this somewhere in the world and go, oh my gosh. I'm dealing with the same thing. How did you do it? How amazing would it feel if someone contacted you and you were able to say something to them because of your experience, your truth, and you bless their life and you help them. Maybe that person is at a bar right now, drinking alone, miserable, sad, heartbroken, alone, and so on. And you now have helped them. This is why you confess. This is why you speak your truth. Because I promise you someone's going to call her. Has everyone else gone through something really, really interesting, painful, and you really want to be mad at God, but you can't, and that annoys you? <laughs> That's... Yeah. That actually, that's a really good question, Jessica. That's true. Always good to see you. Pray and surrender, yeah. So anyway, um, wait. Prayers lifted, dear my God. Good is good. God is good. Hold on, wait a second. I lost my dad and have been there with the divorce. Prayer and in keeping his word. I took the focus off myself and helped others. Volunteered at a medical clinic clinic it helped 
There you go. Parents lifted, my dear. Kind of good. Oh, I thought you were about to tell me that you lost both of your parents too. It's like, wow. I, okay. Kim Jones, thank you. Yeah. And so I, that's that's something too that I I really appreciate about you guys that come on and you know join on the the conversation and get in the comments. I like this because you guys you never know who who you're helping. You know, I know that. Um, you know, most of you guys are all friends with each other on Facebook now. And, you know, some of you guys do business together and, you know, but then and then some of you guys are there for moral support. I think that that's so beautiful. And so thank you for, you know, Karen, thank you for you sharing. Jessica, you sharing. I'll be all of you. Uh, Vanda, always, you're going through some stuff. And Sydney, you're going through some. Amy, you're going through some stuff. Like all of you guys. But yet you all communicate and you work together and you keep each other inspired and you keep hold each other accountable like it's really cool like i appreciate that you guys uh all do that so anyway so that was an uh, 52 minutes of um off the top of my head <laughs> and uh i hope it made sense because again i didn't prepare the point is god is good kim jones and please keep yourself in the word and attend a church when you can yeah there you go karen's a good person Kim, she's an amazing human being. Um, all right. Thank you, guys. Uh, I, I, I very well could pop on here tomorrow. Um, I'm going to a really cool event with um, my church. It's for a um, human trafficking organization that does a lot of work in, um, not Thailand, excuse me, in Singapore um, and also here in L.A. So I'm really excited to... Uh, to go to that event, get dressed up and uh, learn about what they're doing. But, you know, this human trafficking problem is something that I'm very, very passionate about. And, you know, especially because the just thinking about the sheer amount of little boys and girls that are kidnapped from their homeland. Um, you know, now one of the things that's happening right now in Mexico, and I don't know how many of you, I, I don't know if you guys saw the interview with Mana, but, you know, now it's part of tour, sex tourism in Mexico. So people from the United States and other countries are going into Mexico to rape little boys and girls, like they'll pay money for it, rape these little boys and girls. And some of these little boys are getting raped seven, like five to seven times a day, she was saying. So it's it's a real epidemic, it's a real problem out there. And you know, I'm I'm hoping that you know, this organization is, you know, is going to have an impact. So I'm excited to be going to that, but I may do a show um, tomorrow night because I now all of a sudden feel better. <laughs> so thank you guys for creating the space as always for me to come on here and get some steam out of my head and uh, get back on the level ground. Anyway, God bless you guys. Uh, Zinfu, thank you. Plug your podcast if you'd like. Julie, thank you for watching the show. Uh, Vana, yeah, some heavy stuff, but by God's grace, I'm, I'm knit suffering through it. You guys with your spelling errors really throw me off when I read your comments, by the way. <laughs> Karen, thank you. Uh, all right. You guys have a blessed weekend. Take care. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.